Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, CH Insurance, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and our awesome friends over at the Allen Angus Pub. Go grab the best Darn Angus burger in town today at the Allen Angus Pub. In fact, why not try the New York State award-winning burger? They've done it again seven of the last nine years. This time they win it with the amazing bacon grilled cheeseburger. I'm telling you right now, I've had it. It is absolutely absurd. It is so good with the amazing toasted buns like the grilled cheese. They do it right with the butter and all the rest. The pecan tasting bacon and that burger that's cooked to perfection right all along and around the buns. Get on over to the Allen Angus Pub. Gift cards are available and try the toasted ravioli appetizer and grab some amazing beers on tap as well. The Allen Angus Pub is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, the official pub of the ML Sports Platter. Let's bring him in. He is a golf insider doing amazing, amazing work 
right now for SB Nation. Uh, he's a St. Bonaventure graduate, so we've got him a little bit higher on the list than some others. But no, in all in all seriousness, the guy is absolutely crushing it. Did an unbelievable job covering the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. You can get him on Twitter at Jack underscore Milko. That's at Jack underscore Milko. A rising star in the industry from a broadcast perspective and a writing perspective, and I'm thrilled to have him on right now. We're going to take a look back at Oak Hill. We're going to talk some U.S. Open. We're going to talk Michael Block, talk some Brooks Kepka, and a heck of a lot more. Captain Jack, my man, congratulations on getting the gig, and uh, super proud of you, buddy. Welcome aboard. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Happy to be back. It was such a great week at Oak Hill. I mean, Oak Hill was a star as well. The course was great, but of course, Kepka and Block were uh, the real winners. Yeah, no doubt. Let's start with uh, Block. Um, when did you realize during the week that he was going to not just kind of play decent, but literally be like in the top 10, 15, there was a time where people maybe thought he could win the damn tournament. Right. So when did you get the feeling, okay, this guy's not just going to disappear into the night here. He's going to be at Oak Hill through the weekend and he's going to make a big time, big time impact. Yeah, Thursday afternoon when he was walking up 14 fairway and Scott Van Pelt was interviewing him, he just kind of had the sense that, oh, this guy has a really great demeanor. Um, he's personable. He's He really, at the end of the day, these club pros are teachers, right? And teachers are some of the best people in the world. Uh, they're approachable. They're relatable. And you can tell he just had that sense of camaraderie with other people when he was talking to SCP walking up 14th fairway. He was also playing well. And um, then again on Friday, he shot an even par 70. Saturday, he was playing with Justin Rose. He shot an even par 70. So he kind of knew that, okay, this guy is a really good player. Uh, before this, he's played in eight major championships and many other tour events. Um, so he can play, no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, he. I had a feeling something special was going to happen Thursday uh, when he was first being interviewed by ESPN. So Brooks Kepka, I mean, what, what what is there to say here? I mean, the, the guy is, you know, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Brooks Kepka now, right, with three PGA championships minimum in the stroke play era, you know, five majors all before the age of 34. There's 20 golfers ever to win five majors or more. Um, what made the difference for him at Oak Hill and – what are we dealing with here with this guy? I mean, he's already an icon. He could retire today and go straight into the Hall of Fame. He's one of the all-time greats. He's one of the great pressure players all time. I mean, what are we dealing with here? Are, are we starting to kind of get into comparing him already, even though he's a major short of a fill or a couple of an Arnie? I mean, are we are do we have to start kind of getting a little closer to that without him winning one because he's potentially going to top all those guys? Um, yeah, I mean, he's over the last couple of years – he battled those injuries. He really had a loss of confidence, as he admitted, on that Netflix full swing show. Um, but for him to come back and win this week after what happened to the Masters speaks volumes of who he is as a golfer. Um, and comparing him to Phil and Arnie, I, I, those are adequate comparisons, but I also think they're a little premature. I, I still think he needs to win. One more, obviously, to sure. get Phil um, and, and keep the train rolling. I mean, but with that said, the last six, seven years that he's had, I mean, he's been he, he's been the best player in the world. I mean, he, he right. Everybody talks about Rory McIlroy being 
probably the best golfer on the planet right now. But Rory hasn't won a major in almost 10 years now. Uh, in that same span, Brooks has won five. Um, so Kepka, what he's done, uh, I understand he's gone to the Live Tour. Not a lot of people like that. I'm not necessarily a big fan of the Live Tour, but at the end of the day, he's one hell of a player. And even before the Open Championship at Port Rush in 2019, Kepka even said that regular tour events he just plays golf. He only practices before the majors. Um, I'm sure that he's not really too focused on the Live Tour right now. He loves to play out there. He loves hanging with the boys. He said that. He says it's more fun. But he has proven to everybody that major championships are his number one goal. And that's what he focuses on year in, year out. He was devastated after the Masters, and he came back with a vengeance at Oak Hill. And that really does speak volumes about the type of player he is. Yeah, I laughed when people you know, got after him on social media for saying those things about the other tournaments. Because in, a, in essence, and Hank Haney talks about this all the time on his podcast, and I've had him on multiple times in the past, he's like, everything's a glorified exhibition. And that's what Live is. And so people shouldn't get mad at Live because Live is the same thing as all the other events on the PGA Tour minus the majors. Like, And he's right, really. I mean, it's the majors. I probably would extend it to the players, maybe the Tour Championship. Maybe there's a couple of others that stand out. But really, it is about the major. So why is Brooks Kepka getting crucified for this? Because he's right. I mean, the majors mean everything to these players. And you can see it uh, from not just him. You can see it from all these guys. Which brings me to this this question, too. You mentioned Rory. You mentioned Kepka the last several years being the best player in the world. When everybody, let's say everybody is playing, and it never happens, I know, but playing just a, you know, a fun golf universe type of a thing. If all of these guys are playing their A-plus games, like they're all at their best, Rahm, Rory, Scheffler, Kepka, all of them, you know, Matsuyama, all these guys, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, if they're all at their A-plus level at the same time, who's the best player? Um, that's hard to say. Um, you know, it, it, right now, I think the best player when he's on is Rom, but Kepka is right there. I mean, you, you, you can really make an argument for any one of those players. Um, but golf is the hardest sport in the world. You lose your game after a solid week and you have no idea what happened. That's just the name of the game. Um, but if I had to pick two guys among that group, I would say Rahm and Kepka, and, and even right, even Scheffler too. Scheffler's got oh. eight top tens in majors over the, since 2020. I mean, he's he, he's incredible too. So it's it's really hard to pick this one. But if if I had gun to my head, I'd probably go Rahm. Now, Rory, one more on him. Was it the putting that that, that got him at Oak Hill? I I felt like it was. Um, putting for sure didn't help, but he was all over the place off the tee. I mean, Rory, yeah. best part of his game has been, uh, his, his ability to drive the golf ball and drive it well. And he didn't really do that this week at Oak Hill. Victor Hovland, two strokes short, but he's coming, isn't he? Yeah, I hope so. He, he's, he, he's a good player, a great kid. Love his smile, love his attitude. He's been there at, at, on the cusp of the major many times before. Um, really, really unfortunate break uh, on 16 on Sunday. I mean, mm-hmm. as soon as that happened, it was over. 
uh, hitting hitting it into the lip of the ball and getting embedded there and uh, consequently making a double bogey. Uh, but Hovland, he'll win one. He'll win one. He, he's just got to keep playing consistent. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when, when you play in major championships, you need breaks to go your way. I mean, Kepke had a couple bad breaks happen to him at Augusta last April, and Ron ran away with it. And this time around, the bad breaks uh, came Hovland's way. So he'll get one, but he's just got to stay, stay with it. Stay persistent and stay confident, too. Jack Milko with us here, SB Nation Golf Insider on the ML Sports Platter, my man from St. Bonaventure as well, um, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and CH Insurance. Jack, tell my people out there um, about how you landed here with, with, with SB. I mean, this is so cool. Um, was really happy to hear the news. Yeah, so SB Nation, um, they, they really started about 20 years ago, uh, blogging uh, with the Oakland Athletics, and they expanded that reach to uh, pretty much every professional sports team. Um, and then a few months ago, they decided they really wanted to go into the golf landscape even more, take a full dive into golf, since golf has been all the rage really the last two, three years, ever since COVID, um, really. And uh, they, they brought me in as one of the writers for their new website. Um, I've got a great team. Uh, there's, there's four of us, and uh, we are really thrilled to be a part of this new site called Playing Through. Uh, you can check it out at sbnation.com backslash golf, uh, at Playing Through on Twitter. Um, and, and, and our team has really produced some great content. So really, really proud to be a part of it, really excited to be a part of it. Um, and it's it, it's been awesome so far. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I read it all the time. You know, anytime you want me to not push or – Text your call, dude. Mike, come on, back off, man. You're a little too much. You're a little bit too much of a of a of a homer of our stuff. Just let me know if I'm annoying you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, man. Not at all. I appreciate all the support. Really. Hey, hey uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about you too because I just got done reading the amazing book "Miracles on the Hardwood: The Hope and a Prayer Story of a Winning Tradition in Catholic College Basketball" by John Gassaway. Have you heard about this book? I've read it. It's one of my favorites. Oh, you have. Of course, you have. I mean, how good is that book? And by the way, somebody who went to Holy Cross and St. Bonnie, that is the book for you, is it not? Good grief. It really is. It really is. Because old school Catholic basketball, right? I mean, that is just so cool. Uh, Holy Cross, obviously steeped in great basketball lore, as a St. Bonaventure, as you and I both know. Uh, but I love all those stories. I loved, loved reading about Bill Russell and San Francisco yep. Dons and Elgin Baylor in Seattle and, and even... Uh, Marquette, right, making the run like they did in the 70s. But, of course, also the rise of the Big East with those Catholic schools as well. That's a great book, one of my favorites. I I, I even reached out to John Gasway a couple of years ago on Twitter and told him, like, this is an incredible book that uh, any college basketball fan can read because it is really tremendously written, so well reported, and uh, connects a lot of dots, too. And there's no college basketball without these – little tiny Catholic schools that uh, really were successful back in the day, and many of them are still are today. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of which, by the way, before I end with a couple more golf questions for Jack Milko, at Jack underscore Milko, go, get, go give him a follow on Twitter. He's inching towards 1,000. He's a golf writer and insider for SB Nation, fresh off of covering the PGA Championship. We'll get uh, uh, ahead to the U.S. Open here in a bit, and I got one more on Oak Hill with you. Um, Schmidt, man, he's at it again at Bonas. Isn't he good grief? He's getting guys. He's kept players on the roster. I think they got a shot to go from the roller coaster of trying to get guys together last year, Jack, to maybe winning the A-10 this year, you know? Good grief. I 
agree. I mean, Schmidt's been on fire. Uh, every everybody I've talked with, everybody's coming back. Uh, they've got a couple more transfers coming in. Um, the, yeah, <laughs> the bodies, man. They're they're they've been on fire. Uh, and I, I was worried that they'd lose a, lose a couple of guys, especially Barry Evans and John Farrell, yep. uh, two younger players that really had tremendous upside. But they're running it back with uh, Schmidt and, and the brown and white. It's going to be great to see. Um, the A-10 has uh, got a lot of question marks right now, but I don't see many other teams within the conference being better than the Bonnies going into the 23-24 season, so... Pretty remarkable considering what's happened with Bonaventure the last couple of years. But, you know, one thing has remained constant, and that's never to bet against Schmidt and the Bonnies. I know that you had to spend most of your time in the truck uh, for your job, but I know also that you, like me, you like to get out there. You like to walk the course, see things, the sights, the sounds, the Hill of Fame, um, talk with fans. Uh, get the atmosphere, you know, even after your gig, you know, just the, the nighttime views and all the rest. There, there really is just, I mean, Oak Hill is, I know that there is other courses that are that are great, um, but there's nothing better than Oak Hill. I, I think it's second to none. I think there's probably, a, and I haven't been to all of them like many other golf people, but I don't I don't think you can top Oak Hill. I, I think it's second to none. I think it's right there with any course in the country, in the world. What's your favorite part about Oak Hill Country Club? My favorite part about Oak Hill Country Club is, hmm, you know, I, it's always had a special place for me because it's in Rochester. I'm from Rochester. Um, I was fortunate enough because my high school team played some golf there as well. And, you know, just Oak Hill, it is a private club, but I have the um, fortunate and, and uh, to, to know a lot of members. And the membership is phenomenal the people that are there every time i'm there everybody's so nice um and even uh i i've even taken some lessons at oak hill throughout my golfing life and everybody's just so nice yeah. and i think the people really make it uh, as special as it is but if we do have to get to the actual course itself uh i'd say the hell of fame for sure yeah. uh the 13th hole is oh. so cool uh, it, it is the long par five going up the hill, going back towards the clubhouse, right? And uh, Allen's Creek bisects at about 320 yards. And then, of course, the Hill of Fame up on the right side of the beautiful oak trees, plaques on those trunks. It, it's just, it's the best. <laughs> it really is, man. I swear. So you must have met um, my guys, Bill Westerfeld, maybe, and um, gosh, who else? Uh, Ron Mack. Those guys are out there, right? Yeah, those guys were out there. I did not cross paths with them, but I spoke with a few other guys that uh, really had some big roles at Oak Hill this past week, and everybody said that it was just such a great success. So it was just tremendous, tremendous week, tremendous atmosphere. Um, Even at the Hill of Fame this week, they had a uh, Hill of Fame experience, they called it, which was for members and other special ticket holders, and that was so cool. Uh, one of the best spots to view on the golf course. You had, you had food and bar access up there. So cool. really great stuff all around. And Oak Hill was on fire all week. Do you think Oak Hill, though, is built more for a U.S. Open? I mean, when you think about, and I know they've had them in the past, but goodness, Jack, I mean, with the rough and the difficulty, the length, uh, now, of course, the different architecture and the changes on five and six. And, you know, Scheffler called six the hardest hole he's played in his, in his golf career. Um, 
do you think it's more U.S. Open than PGA at this point? They've had PGAs in 03, 13, and 23. Do you think they should have a U.S. Open instead? Um, I do. I do. They they last had a U.S. Open in 89 with Chris Strange won. Yep. Um, but the USGA over the last 15, 20 years has really looked to put their tournament, their biggest tournament, the U.S. Open, in the largest markets in the country. So if you look at the last few U.S. Opens, you're looking at courses like Shinnecock Hills, Pebble Beach. Beth Page. Uh, yeah. This year, for instance, it's at the Los Angeles Country Club, right? L.A. doesn't get much bigger than that. Yep. Um, and so I, will they come to Oak Hill? Who knows? They're coming for the USAM in 27. I think that might be perhaps yeah. a trial run. Um, but also, the infrastructure it takes to put on a major championship, oh. it takes a lot. Yeah. Right. I yeah, mean, the yeah. amount of stuff, the amount of hospitality, kinds of parking, there is so much that goes into it. Putting on the PGA this past week, I mean, it really it took over the city of Rochester. And the other issue with Rochester is it doesn't really have the hotels and restaurant and catering space to really host this amount of people. So I think that's a worry with the USGA, too. Um, but <laughs> Oak Hill's right up there with some of the best. I mean, a lot of a lot of comparisons this week were to Wingsfoot, uh, mm. which is where the U.S. Open was in 2020 outside of New York City, uh, one of the best courses in the world. Also saw some comparisons to Brookline outside of Boston, which is where the U.S. Open was last year. Mm-hmm. And I would also make a comparison for Oak Hill to Marion, which is in Philadelphia. I mean, Marion's one of the toughest courses in the world. Um, shorter, compact in a very big residential area, similar to what Oak Hill is like. Um, but, of course, Marion's in Philadelphia and Oak Hill's in Rochester, so there's the apples to oranges comparison there. But, yeah, it, it, we'll see. Um, Oak Hill's obviously got, <laughs> got the stature. Of course, can fight the best players in the world, but I think there are some uh, other variables that go into considering a U.S. Open. Final question. You just led beautifully into it, Jack. We're recording this shortly after the PGA, but the show's going to air right in and around the U.S. Open. I wanted to get maybe a quick pick from you, um, or, or not a pick, but just a preview and some just overall quick hit thoughts here in the final minute or so I've got with you on the U.S. Open. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I, I can't not, you know, pick Kepka at this particular moment. I'm talking to you. Yeah, Kepka's certainly going to play well again. You know, he is. Um, the one is kind of similar to Oak Hill, right? None of the players played Oak Hill prior to the PGA, especially with the restoration that was done in 2019 and the 2020. So nobody really saw the course and nobody seen Los Angeles country club either. Hmm. Um, I, I think that fact alone makes the U S open even more wide open than it already is because the U.S. Open, anything can happen, right? Everybody gets bad breaks. It's the hardest test in golf. Yeah. It is always played on impossible courses and near impossible conditions. But you can't count out Brooks Kepka. I think that's definitely a safe pick. He'll he'll be there. He's playing as best as he's ever played. He, you know, Mike, and, and, and one last thing for you on Kepka. I, I do think he'll be in the running for the U.S. Open. But even Stevie Williams, I wrote about this piece yesterday. Stevie Williams back in 2015, when he was caddying for Adam Scott, of course, Stevie being the longtime caddy for Tiger, he said that Brooks Kepka was a special player then, and he knew that Kepka was going to be really, really talented. And he compared Kepka before he won any of his five majors 
to Johnny Miller and Tiger Woods simply on the piercing ball flight that this guy hit all the way around the Open Championship in 2015. And that was Ooh. a pretty remarkable prophecy from Stevie Williams on Kepka. And uh, I don't see why Kepka can't win the U.S. Open out in Los Angeles, too. I mean, he's he's been on fire all year. No question. He is a golf writer and insider for SB Nation. Go get him on Twitter, at Jack underscore Milko. He is a proud alum of Holy Cross and St. Bonaventure University. Jack, keep crushing. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.